United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. There it is. Also, did you see my nails? Those are so cute. Little Jack and Sally's. Um, no, no, but you could pretend it's like a Frankenstein nail and then a skeleton bone. Oh. But well, I saw like the, I saw like the black and the green. What is, what is uh, Sally over been female Frankenstein, I guess. Uh, Yeah, those are fucking cute, man. I know. I love the little skeleton bones so much. I'm like, we're going to have to just do a whole hand of those. Um, but hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and I am the age in which sleeping incorrectly debilitates you. Mm, and I'm Chelsea. I am old enough that I already ate my dinner at 4 p.m. and then laid down for a nap and just woke up. <laughs> yeah, so I heard. Also, before we forget, because we've forgotten almost every time, um, follow us on everything. Right from the jump. <laughs> I'm at Noel Fain. That's Sith Lard. You can find the podcast um, at Go to Hell Podcast, I believe is the username on Twitter and Instagram. Um, in the Instagram bio, we have a link to our merch page. Of course, you can go to Wildwood Owl on Etsy and get the stickers and the buttons. And most importantly, support us on Patreon. Um, that's that's really the fun money right there. And we're going to do some fun things this month. Technically, last episode went live on October 1st, but this is the first actual purposefully done um, Spooktober episode going back to the OG roots of a series that we did in October called Real Life Monsters. Um, I wanted to bring up a little lady some of you might know as Typhoid Mary. And I wanted to title this one more more like Real Life Monsters? With a question mark? Mm-hmm. Because there's a mixed feeling about um, Mary. Whether she was the good or the bad person in the story, um, we will, of course, find out. Uh, I mean, I guess everyone comes to their own opinion at the end of this. Also wanted to touch that in in what should have been exciting news, but was less exciting and anticlimactic was that they're pretty sure they pinpointed who the Zodiac killer was. And it's just some guy named Gary and he died. So, yeah, let's we got to <laughs> talk about that real quick because that's there to talk about. That was it. Yeah, it they're like, oh, we probably found the Zodiac killer. And then everybody was like, cool. And then now everyone's like, you know who is finally breathing a sigh of relief? It's Ted fucking Cruz. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, you know, at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with Ted Cruz, even though his timeline um, has didn't match up at all and technically didn't even make sense because uh, he would have been like a child serial killer. It was still a fun toe to line line to toe (laughs) Um, you know what's interesting is i think ted cruz has the power to get somebody killed so this doesn't make him innocent by any means i want to see the autopsy ted cruz um paid gary to be (laughs) also like how unfortunate how unfortunate that the fucking zodiac killer is just a guy named gary You know, it reminds me of is uh, 16 and pregnant Amber Portwood. Her baby daddy is Gary and she gets so fucked up on drugs. And she's just like, Gary, (laughs) she just speaking of because, you know, you know, I follow the teen Mm -hmm. moms still. She fucking had a second baby with a new dude who she met while she was with her other dude on. uh, uh, Oh, my God. It was like another reality show. It was. It was like a couple's show. Anyway, her and him were broken up because she threatened him and their new baby with a machete. Whoa. Yeah. How is and she he, not in jail? Dude, I have no idea. Like, he was in the... Uh, I, I They had it, like, all on ring cam footage. So, like, what happens is they come to the house and the door's locked. And she's like, why is the door locked? And he's like, oh, let me unlock it for you. And then it just 
progressed from there uh, to the point where he was hiding in a room on the phone with 911 while she was just hacking the door with a machete. Oof. Well, sad to see her not in jail. Um, yeah. You hate that. You hate to see it. <clears throat> also, um, I don't know. What do you expect kind of from people? I, I know that some of the people on Teen Mom are, are normal, but I feel like for the majority, that's a high ask. That's a tall order. Few are normal. Dare I say none are normal. Yeah. I uh, mean. The ones who are normal, I don't follow them because they're not interesting. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, you like got to keep it messy a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know what? I was going to talk about 90 Day Fiance, but I probably shouldn't because that's nothing to do with the episode. Save it for the Patreon, which we will be recording tomorrow because I have to go see the 40th anniversary theater showing of Evil Dead tonight. Yeah. And Chelsea showed up to record 30 minutes late. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I thought you were up fat. at 530. I woke up from the best nap I've been having. Didn't hear my partner come home. Didn't hear him preparing food. Heard nothing. Didn't hear the TV on. And I was like, <laughs> look over. I see your text. And then I slurped up the stairs. I don't think slurps a word, but that's the only way to describe <laughs> what I did. Yeah. And then I, oh my God, I'm fucking suffering right now. I, it was Good. one of those naps where you wake up and you're like, what, the fuck? what year <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. So what are you drinking? Mm. Mio and water. Oh, it looked like watery beer. Well, you know, the beer I like is essentially watery beer. That's true. So, also, shout outs once again, shout outs to uh, Arnold Palmer, alcoholic Arnold Palmer's truly some of the most incredible stuff I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. You have some at my house and I drank it with my <laughs> last night while we were watching Squid Game. They're so good. You've also started Squid Games as well. I like I, it. I know we, I know you got to go and I know we got to talk about this episode. Um, but part of me was like, dude, I wouldn't fucking do that. But then the other part of me was like, kind of a deal. Kind you just got to follow the rules, dog. Just millennial also, mindset. touching your mic. Is this day one shit? Jesus. Yeah. This is the real Sorry. squid game, bitch. Don't touch your fucking mic or I'm going to blow I'm your head off. I'm dead. I'm dead. Red light, green light, bitch. You died. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I would be tempted to do something now, but it's very hunger game. I haven't finished it, but I'm getting the impression that only one person can win. Probably. Um, let's, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Maybe I'll have finished the series by tomorrow. So. Maybe. I, I hope you do. Okay, speaking of finishing a series, let's talk about nothing that has to do with anything. Let's talk about um, a controversial real-life monster. Um, but first, to get to what she is, let's talk about what it is. <clears throat> typhoid. I actually learned a lot. Um, typhoid fever, a.k.a. typhoid, is a disease caused by salmonella bacteria. Salmonella can be divided into two main groups, typhoidal and non-typhoidal. Non-typhoidal can be transferred from animal to human and from human to human. They usually invade only the gastrointestinal tract and cause salmonellosis. I, so I've heard of, of salmonella a million times. Is all salmonella typhoid? No. Okay. There's like different versions. We're just talking about typhoid. You get salmonella from uncooked meat, right? You can. Um, or eggs? It's like, I don't, here's the thing. There's so much about salmonella um, that makes no sense to me, and I still don't understand where what exactly. Um, but I do know that if you go to like the salmonella breakdown page, there's like four different types. Okay. Um, but one of the things is um, typhoid disease is caused by salmonella. Salmonella can be a bacteria produced by specific okay. whatevers, but typhoid fever from salmonella is specifically about shit so like fecal yeah, that's, matter that's what you get in oregon trail right i thought that was like dysentery? what is it dysentery it's dysentery I, never I, mind it's fine so anyway um animal to human 
and human to human. I think animal to human might be kind of the un- the nasties, um, like the eggs and the uncooked fish. I don't fucking yeah. know. I don't eat either of those. It's not my problem. Um, so it usually invades only the gastrointestinal tract and causes salmonellosis. That's a lot of S's. The symptoms of which can be resolved without antibiotics. Typhoidal, though, can only be transferred from human to human and can cause foodborne infections, <clears throat> typhoid fever, and paratyphoid fever. So typhoid fever is caused by salmonella invading the bloodstream, the typhoidal form, as we talked about abo- above, or in addition... <laughs> Talk uh, about a, a butt, sorry. <laughs> a butt. It, this is going to have to do with butts, though. Yeah. Um, spreading through the body, invading organs, and secreting endotoxins, the septic form. So this is just like food poisoning, but when food poisoning... From when food poisoning comes from shit. Yeah. So non-typhoidal is the type where you just poop it out, right? Then I assume. I'm um, so, I need to be a doctor. I'm sorry. I'm not a doctor. This I, is, I just, it's so confusing. That is confusing. Um, but this is the main point. This can lead the typhoidal kind that gets into the organs and the bloodstream can lead to life-threatening. Hypo. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Why does it have a B? Why does it have a B? Hypovolemic? That's sure. So Hypovolemic? That sounds so Russian. Hypovolemic shock and septic shock. What and require. I don't, bitch. Again, I am not a doctor. That just <laughs> and- linked me. I clicked on it and it linked me like to Wikipedia. Yeah. I don't okay. know what it means, though. If- Hypovolemic is an emergency condition in which severe blood or other fluid loss makes the heart unable to pump <clears throat> enough blood in the body. So you're just running okay. on empty. Okay, running on empty shock and septic shock and requires intensive care, including antibiotics. Most infections are due to ingestion of food contaminated by animal fe- feces or by human feces. Typhoid is spread by eating or drinking water or or Food or water contaminated with feces from an infected person. Risk factors include limited access to clean drinking water and or poor sanitation. Symptoms may vary from mild to severe and usually begin 6 to 30 days after exposure. Often there is a gradual onset of high fever over several days. This is commonly accompanied by weakness, abdominal pain, constipation, diarrhea is uncommon, um, headaches, and mild vomiting. Some people develop a skin rash with rose-colored spots. In severe cases, people may experience confusion. And, like, this is a big one. Um, it, they call it delirium when I was reading the articles about Typhoid Mary. So it's literally, like, people just – it's like Alzheimer's. They just – it rots your brain. <clears throat> Without treatment. Yeah. Without treatment, symptoms may last weeks or months. Or cause death. <laughs> as far as we currently know, only humans can be infected. A typhoid vaccine can prevent about 40 to 90% of cases during the first two years. The vaccine may have some effective or some effect for up to seven years. For those at high risk or people traveling to areas where the disease is common, vaccination is recommended. Other efforts to present to prevent the disease include providing clean drinking water, good sanitation, and hand washing. Until an individual's infection is confirmed and cleared, the individual should not prepare food for others. Let's remember that. <clears throat> okay. So you, so, um, so then like typhoid is essentially just eating too much salmonella and like it develops into, I guess, a disease, but um I forgot where I was going with that. But the, the, so, the person carries typhoid, so the poop becomes contagious. So it's like it's a it's a chain leading into a chain leading into a chain. Okay. Salmonella can in some cases cause typhoid fever. And the case in which the salmonella is from that causes typhoid fever, specifically not the 10 other types of shit you can get from shit, <laughs> is literally from fecal matter, either animal fecal matter or human fecal matter. Okay. Getting into the food that you are eating or the water that you are drinking. Hmm. And only people can get typhoid fever. 
Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So once you're infected with poop, then you could become contagious with more poop. Should it yeah. develop? So once, okay. well, here, here's the thing. Here's the, let's talk about that a little bit more. Cause that's a fair point to, to flush out. You get the typhoid from someone. Um, this is going to kind of spoil the story, but it's the greatest example of how this happens. And is that last sentence there? The individual should not prepare food for others. So you are out at a restaurant and you order, I don't know, peaches and cream cobbler. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the line cook back there is no gloves cutting a peach, right? So he's holding the peach with one hand, cutting it with the other. And then he's grabbing the peaches and he's putting it on top of your little cobbler. He's scooping out the ice cream, putting it in there. There is direct hand to food contact. Okay. Do we understand? Yeah, I guess that's why I'm this having such a hard time man, swallowing this. This man took a shit five minutes previous, wiped his ass, and didn't wash his hands. And now he is preparing your food. That is how you can not only get salmonella, but typhoid fever. And then you become, and this, this is how the spread continues. You become contagious. But only if your shit gets on someone's food or water that they ingest. So then you would also have to have taken a shit, not washed your hands, and then spoon-fed Oliver. That's what I'm, like, grossed out about because we've all gotten food poisoning and the likelihood of, like, the food poisoning that we've gotten. None of us want to really uh, age in poop, man. Yeah. We I have mean, all ingested poop. If you've ever gotten food poisoning, you've ingested poop. Basically. Yeah, no, that, that's, yeah. That's, Do I know it's, there's only one thing grosser than that in this whole world. Yeah. And that's the bloody sheets I slept on two weeks ago. Only yeah. thing grosser than that. It is, um, yeah, it's gross. Also to think that the amount of times that we've gotten food poisoning and it probably be being from fucking... Yeah, someone yeah, that's nasty. unwashed unwashed hands. That's why like germ germ theory and sanitation and cleanliness is very important. But anyway, so there's that. <clears throat> so let's talk about Mary. Um she was born September 23rd, 1869 in Cookstown County Tyrone, I believe. I don't know. Sounds not right because it's now called Northern Ireland. <laughs> At the age of 15, she emigrated to the U.S. where she lived with her aunt and uncle for a time and then went off and worked as a maid, but eventually became a cook for affluent families. She would later be described as five feet, six inches tall, a blonde with clear blue eyes, a healthy color, and a somewhat determined mouth and jaw. From 1900 to 1907, Mary worked as a cook in the New York City area for eight families. Oh, my God. You already fucking know where it's going, you know. Seven of whom contracted typhoid. So let's go down the line. In 1900, she worked in... Good luck. Say it, Chelsea. I Mama Roneck? Does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what it looks like. I know the emphasis is wrong on those syllables, but like Mama Roneck. Like <laughs> you worked with Mama Roneck. That's what it looks like. That's that, what it says. You, you, phonetics has taught us nothing. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like. Where within two weeks of her employment, all residents of the home she worked at developed typhoid fever. It's gross, Mary. Guess what? She takes off. 1901, she moves to Manhattan to work for another family and presumably under a new name or alias. Shortly after her new employment with this family in Manhattan, the inhabitants in the house began to develop fevers and the laundry woman died from typhoid fever. Oh, died from poop. Yep. Mary, and this is where we don't know, okay? Have it be for self-preservation or malice, took off again. 
See, that that's my question here is I don't think it's that sus if like everybody's dying from typhoid because I'm assuming they did not know what caused typhoid at the time. Otherwise, we would have had a little bit more cleanliness. Um, here's the thing. The typhoid vaccine int- was introduced in 1896. Um, the problem, and I kind of talk about this later, um, and like typhoid fever hit between 1906 and 1907 mm-hmm. um, to the U.S. specifically. So Mary's fucking timeline. Uh, the problem is, and you go, how did we have a typhoid like kind of spree and also have a vaccine six years prior or whatever? Yeah, how does that fucking happen? How do we have a vaccine for a perfectly treatable illness slash pandemic and people just don't have access to it? Isn't that the greatest thing? Um, You're going to find a lot of parallels in this story as to what's happening currently. Um, Germ theory was, and we're going to learn about that a little bit more. um, It was kind of like the way that people looked at germ theory in 1904 was the same way people look at mass now. Scientists say, hey, wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of disease by whatever, 95%, right? Yeah. Just like people were like, scientists were like, maybe washing your hands helps prevent the spread of disease by 90 something percent. But people at the time, the common man, if you will, were like, I think it's the air and ghosts. Oh, my God. You know, so, you, you know, find what parallels you will there. So we, we don't really know at this point if Mary was taking off because and this is this is I'm, my bias is going to seep in and I apologize. But if there is anything I know about angels of death who are typically female serial killers it's like they get out of Dodge right after doing something, but I'm not saying she did any of this on purpose. I just say, you know, whatever, maybe she was just running from this disease because she didn't want to get sick. Who knows? But anytime she, she just took off when the house got sick. So she took off and then went to work for a lawyer, like different family, right? Still in Mm -hmm. New York, still upper class. But again, left after seven of the eight people in the household became ill. Mary, that's sus. Don't worry. She's doing it again. June 1904, Mary was hired by a wealthy lawyer, Henry Gilsey. Within a week, the laundry lady was infected with typhoid and four of the seven servants fell ill. No members of Gilsey's family were infected because they resided separately and the servants lived in their own house. Immediately after the outbreak began, Mary left and moved to Tuxedo Park, where she was hired by George Kessler. Two weeks later, the laundry lady in the household was infected and taken to St. Joseph Regional Medical Center, where her case of typhoid was the first in a long time finally drawing attention to what was going on. August 1906. Mary took a position in Oyster Bay on Long Island with the family of a wealthy New York banker, Charles Henry Warren. Mary went along with the Warrens when they rented a house in Oyster Bay for the summer of 1906. From August 27th to September 3rd, six of the 11 people in the family came down with typhoid fever. The disease at the time was unusual in Oyster Bay, according to three medical doctors who practiced there. The landlord who they rented the house from that they were staying at for the summer um, was like, it's, hey, hey, Charles, this is going to be impossible for me to rent out because you literally, everyone who stayed here at this place got fucking typhoid. You need to do something about this. Yeah, because I guess at that point, too, it's typhoid's popping up. Uh, Mary split. So they're trying to, I'm assuming they're going to try to point the blame somewhere or try to at least find a cause. Yeah. And this guy's like, it's not my, my house isn't that my house didn't, wasn't infested with typhoid before. And then these people who are renting it were like, hold up, hold up. Yeah. We didn't fucking do this. So they're trying to essentially point the finger at someone. Yeah. They're, well, it's, it's more of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, so 
this the dude who the landlord who owned the summer house in Oyster Bay is like, hey man, like this is a super affluent community. We don't have fucking typhoid here because at this time typhoid was associated with like, you know, the lower the class, paws. the paws. And he was like, what the fuck, you know, like you yeah. need to help me get to the bottom of this because my place will be almost impossible to rent out to all these rich families if the you know the last people who were here every single person got it, you know, yeah. like what the fuck. So. Um, at first, they brought in these, like, professionals to take samples from the pipes, like, water samples from the pipes, faucets, toilets, and cesspool, all of which were negative for typhoid. And then this is where Charles Henry Warren hires George Soper to investigate. And let's talk about George yeah, Soper for a little bit. Who's George Soper? Who is George Sofer? This, these next two paragraphs are directly from the National Geographic. George Sofer was not your typical detective. He was a civil engineer by training, but had become something of an expert in sanitation. Sofer had been previously hired by New York State to investigate disease outbreaks. Quote, I was called an epidemic fighter, he later wrote, and believed that typhoid could be spread by one person serving as a carrier. At the time, without regulated sanitation practices in place, the disease was fairly common and New York had battled multiple outbreaks. In 1906, the year Sofer began his investigation, reported 639 people had died of typhoid in New York alone, but never before had an outbreak been traced to a single carrier, and certainly not one without any symptoms themselves. Okay, so here's the fun. Here's the fun. We're going to get, we're going to dive a little bit into that later. But let's keep talking about our great old friend George. So he's been hired to investigate, okay? Mm-hmm. A name continued to pop up. Oh, I bet it's Mary's. Yeah, you, might, you may have guessed. He found that name was attached to 22 infected people between 1900 and 1907, all who had employed this person. The same name from the case in Long Island, the cook, Mary Mallon who had arrived three weeks before the first person became ill. Mm-hmm. He was unable to locate her because she generally left after an outbreak began without giving a forwarding address and was going by different aliases. Mm-hmm. But sure as That's- fucking shit, Sofer learned of an active outbreak in a penthouse on Park Avenue. Two of the household servants were hospitalized and the daughter of the family died of typhoid. And you'll never guess who was the fucking cook. Oh, Mary. That's Under the thing section. is like, she's got to know. That's a, okay. But we'll, we're going right, to yeah, 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 we'll get into that. We're going to get into that. Under sections 1169 and 1170 of the greater New York charter. Mary was arrested as a public health threat. She was forced into an ambulance by five policemen and Dr. Josephine Baker, who at some point had to sit on her to physically restrain her. (laughs) She was transported to Williard Parker Hospital, where she was restrained and forced to give samples. And I want to highlight here, everything was forced upon Mary, as in the hospitalization and testing. Even for the four days that she was in hospital, she wasn't allowed to get up and use the bathroom on her own. But that's because she was not fucking having any of it throwing wild fits and constantly trying to escape claiming she's not even washing your hands, Mary. You're not even doing the bare fucking minimum. Well, you know, we'll find out (laughs) claiming she was the pinnacle of health and wellness and rarely sick. There could be no possible way she had typhoid and was spreading it despite what the testing was showing, despite the literal trail of sickness left behind her, she refused and began to insist that she was part of a government conspiracy. Sound fucking familiar? Mm -hmm. The massive numbers of typhoid bacteria that were discovered in her stool samples indicated that there was no conspiracy. Mary was full of typhoid and would become what is known as a symptomatic carrier. I've heard of that before. Some Dare might I say recently. Some might know what that means. That means having it and not showing any fucking symptoms. Huh. That yeah. would have happened in modern times, though. We're so it much more educated. Have. Yeah, we've learned from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. The infection center was in her gallbladder. It's also presumed she was born with typhoid because her mother was infected during pregnancy. The solution would be to remove <gasps> her gallbladder. Girl. 
She's like Blade, but with typhoid. Mm-hmm. All of their strengths. A daywalker. None of their weaknesses. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and to her uh, credit here, a gallbladder removal surgery was not a walk in the park back in nineteen, the early 1900s. Uh, so I get her not really being a fan of that. Um, but yeah. again, Mary was having none of it, refused to believe any of it, and was unwilling to cooperate. On March 19th, 1907, Mary was sentenced to quarantine, forcible quarantine, on the northern brother island outside of New York. While quarantined, she gave stool and urine samples three times per week. And under questioning while there, Mary admitted that she almost never washed her hands. Mary. While gross, this was the era where common people didn't understand germs. The same way dead bodies left in the water supply were killing people, but they thought it was the air. While science was developing and understanding, people didn't trust or understand it. Sound fucking familiar? Oh my god. I just yeah. want to look up like technology of the late 1800s because I really don't think it was that far off. No, we had the vaccine for yeah. this in, in fucking the 1800s, the end of the 1800s. Yeah, like most <clears throat> of the stuff that we have now, we still have from the 1800s. Uh, batteries. Um, they had batteries then, man. You're yeah. not allowed to not wash your hands in an era where we have batteries. It's, I don't even yeah. need to read the rest of this list. Also <laughs> matches though. They had matches. They were, they were only half, half in the future. Yeah. Um, Mary also refused to give up her job as a cook in part because it was her source of income and in part because she refused to believe that she had typhoid. Mm. <sighs> well, you know what else was invented in the late 1800s? What? The sewing machine. She could have become a seamstress and they could have washed all the clothes after she used them to dry off her poop hands and then sold them for cheap. <laughs> she could have done literally anything. She could have done literally anything, but she chose. She was like, no way. I love my, she, she's like the scene from a scary movie where he's like, grab my good hands. Yeah. It's just covered in human shit. My germs. <laughs> putting the little nub in the pie. Yep, yeah, That's exactly oh, it. While in this government-forced quarantine, George Sofer, the guy who found her, um, wrote about Mary in the Journal of the American Medical Association. The press picked up on it, and she was quickly given the nickname Typhoid Mary. She didn't fucking like it, by the way. What? It's so cute. <laughs> Sofer wanted to write a book about the experience and offered to give Mary royalties. Again, another way she could have never had to make food and get her shit hands everywhere. But she oh refused and yeah, locked why? herself in the bathroom till he left. She was super embarrassed about it. Um, there's like kind of, and this is where some people say she's not a real life monster because they're like, she was like an Irish immigrant who was like just a day away from being on the streets with not a penny to her name. And, uh, she felt fine. So why, you know what I mean? It just didn't uh, make sense to her to like, give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't think I would know if I was a carrier of COVID. Um, but I, cause people are just dropping dead all around us. And mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know if they got sick from me We're in the middle of a fucking pandemic, you know, but when somebody tells you like, Hey, you are a carrier and you're killing people. It will pay you. If you let us tell your story, that's pretty much the hand you've been dealt. Yeah. You can't prepare food anymore, girl. Yeah. It's I, the thing about it is that like, even if she wants to believe in her heart of hearts that she didn't have typhoid, the fact that people were getting sick and dying after she left their care, yeah. like how many families do you have to run through? Apparently seven in a death. And, and yeah. she still refused to believe it. Like, even if you want to say, I don't have typhoid, you have to say something is going on. Something is happening and I am connected to it. So let me just listen to a professional to try to see if that helps prevent it. I mean, there's the common denominator, but I don't know, man. I, I can see it from her side of just being like, I know people who have been infected from COVID and I, when they get COVID, I peace out. What if they got it from me? Like, how would you know? You know? If you continued to go to, if it was the first time, maybe a fluke, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh time is not, that's just facts. 
maybe I know like six people who have gotten COVID. What if they got it for me? And I never, I'm just objectively saying here, I mean, I am vaccinated, so it wasn't me. Um, but, you know, I could kind of see it when you're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, but then when it starts popping up in these affluent neighborhoods, and then once somebody actually tries to tell her, the mm-hmm. sober guy trying to tell her, that's when it's like, all right, all right, now you are going to be the villain if you don't play ball here. Yeah, it's, I just, it's a little ridiculous to me. <clears throat> like there's a common denominator, denominator and it's her hands down and she has medical professionals telling her that it's her and she refuses to believe it i just can't right so there were two physicians who thought the forced quarantine of mary was unnecessary overly strict and just like wrongful punishment milton j what's that last name rosen rosen oh look at you rosen 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 it doesn't matter and Charles V. Chapin, both known for their studies of infectious diseases. And I want, you, I want you to remember the sentence that they both said. They argued that had she had just been taught to carefully treat her condition and ensure that she would not transmit the typhoid to others, it would be fine. Yeah, you just got to wash your hands. Yeah, they're like, if we just taught her how to treat it and how to wash your hands and how to, like, not, you know, get shit hands in people's food and serve it to them, like, it would be fine. It's not seasoning, Mary. doesn't taste good. So, Mary, again, not a fan of it. She suffered from numerous, like, mental breakdowns after her arrest and forcible transportation to the hospitals. She even tried to sue the New York Health Department in 1909. The New York Supreme Court closed her case stating she was a public health crisis. Didn't fucking matter. It's it's one versus all, mm-hmm. essentially, is what they said. She wrote to her lawyers that she was treated like a guinea pig, obligated to give samples for analysis three times a week, hectic treatments, and strict and harsh medicines. She was first told that she had typhoid in her intestinal tract, then her bowel muscle, muscles, and then in her gallbladder. So she was like, I don't trust them. And to this, I want to say... This is a this is an interesting sentence here because she goes. They told me it was here, then here, then here. Baby, the common thread is that you have it. Yeah. They were trying to pinpoint where it was, but as she was refusing to let them run some necessary tests, they were kind of shooting in the dark. And also, with more testing and knowledge, comes more hashed out and precise evidence given like right you know you could come in and you're like i broke my arm then they're like oh yeah you broke your arm but it's not until they get you under an x-ray machine that they find out where specifically you broke it right all of those things are all connect all connected you know yeah and it's it's a disease internally like it's it's not going to just sit in one spot usually yeah Well, after two years and 11 months of quarantine, Eugene H. Porter, the New York State Commissioner of Health, decided that disease carriers should no longer be kept in isolation and that Mary could be freed if she agreed to stop working as a cook and take reasonable steps to avoid transmitting typhoid to others. February 19, 1910, Mary said she was, quote, prepared to change her occupation, that of a cook, and would be... And would give assurance by affidavit that she would, upon her release, take such hygienic precautions as would protect those whom she came in contact from her infection. I don't think she would. I don't think she will. She was released from quarantine and returned to the mainland of New York where... Oh, we don't need to... Oh, I'll talk about her fake surnames. Where she would use fake surnames like Breshoff or Brown. Yeah, Brown inspiring mary you guessed it took a job as Um, a cook did you could get jobs for like literally anything back then you could have just shown up and been like hey i'll like can i can i clean your front porch once a month and they're like yeah here's a wage that you can actually survive off of like she screamed news headlines on the corner yeah um but to be fair Mary did try to be a laundry lady, but it paid $20 a month versus the 50 she was used to making cooking. 
She had an infect. She had an infected wound and was out of work for months. Oh. Again, are we really? She's not the pinnacle of health. Um, which led her to go back to what she knows best: cooking food, not washing her hands, and infecting people with typhoid. The doctors had taught her at that point how to like not infect people by like managing yes. her disease. So you know, she was just willfully choosing not to do so like she could have not gotten caught by just being clean yeah you know it's a it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks like washing your hands Mm. after taking a shit (laughs) uh so no agencies that hired servants for upscale families would offer her employment you know because she's typhoid fucking mary yeah so for the next five years she moved to the mass sector working in a number of kitchens and restaurants hotels and spa centers and as a surprise to no one, almost everywhere she worked, there were outbreaks of typhoid. Not surprising. And our good old friend Sofer, who caught her the first time, fucking knew it was Mary again. But like before, she was constantly on the move and changing her name. 1915. Mary started working at Salone Hospital for Women in New York City. As a cook. <laughs> oh, my God. Hospital for women, too. You know, the, like, babies, maternity ward. Soon, 25 people were infected and two died. The head doctor, Dr. Edward B. Cragen, called Sofer and asked him to help in the investigation. Sofer identified Mary from the verbal descriptions and also by her handwriting. Yeah, he's like, oh, this bitch again. I like that it's he just knows her handwriting now. Good old shit hands, Mary. Yeah. Old poopy Magoo. <laughs> but Mary was fleeing from the police. Again, we could let's let's pause here before we get to this end of the story. Okay? Yeah. First time <clears throat> we'll play your game, okay? Yeah. First time. She goes to work for someone. The entire house gets typhoid. She leaves. She works for someone else. The entire house gets typhoid. She leaves. Works for someone else. The entire house gets typhoid. Someone dies. She leaves. Works for someone else. And, you know, we do that seven times, okay? She then is fucking arrested by the state of New York for having shit hands. Yeah. And feeding people the shit food. Right. And she is put in almost three years isolation on a island yeah she got a pretty significant timeout. yeah okay and they said mary will let you go but you have to wash your hands and not feed people and both of those things at the same time her <laughs> eyes turned black and she was like what <laughs> and um <clears throat> even if the whole she tried to be a laundry lady but got hurt and had to go back to what she knew even if that's true why are you cooking again why, why are you just still wash not washing fucking your hands. fucking hands yeah exactly like, but it's just like i there I comes a fault point. her for the desperation of needing to work but i will say just wash your hands is such a bare fucking minimum and wearing a mask so you don't spittle in the food well here's the thing though if if i was told if i was brought to a forcible quarantine and i was told you are the reason why these people died and these people got sick and here's how you prevent it i just like the burden of the responsibility, the guilt, like the cognitive dissonance that you would have to have to literally look back and see a fully proven trail of blood by your shit. Like I just don't, at what point does your conscience come in as a human and go like for the betterment of everyone else, I will not do it. But that's me speaking as a reasonable person. Yeah, I mean, look and at all the Herman Cain Award. Exactly. Winners, you know, they're, they're literally taking their entire family out because they chose to not, you know, play the game. But like, yeah, this this is the tough part because it's the same conversations we're having now where she in her heart of hearts 
believed that this was a conspiracy against her, that she was being framed, that she was never sick in the first place. So why would she stop cooking? Why would she start washing her hands when she, with every fiber of her being, despite what medical professionals, the law and the state told her, she believes that it's all bullshit. So like, but this, that's the thing that gets me is like, if she had no repercussions other than people telling her, like you could get someone sick, it would be a different story. It's the fact that she literally has a body count. She literally has a body count and she's still refusing to admit that it's her. That's where I have a problem because I'll even give the, the ignorant bliss to someone who's like, we'll put it in the tech context of COVID. Like if you don't wear a mask and you're not vaccinated, you could get sick, but they haven't yet. Mm -hmm. It's all hypothetical to them for her. This was no more hypotheticals. This was a trail of hospitalization, sickness, and death caused by her. Yeah. How can you ignore that? You can't. You know what I mean? Like, it once you're told, and the thing that kills me is there's such a bare minimum, and I think that's what's so annoying with COVID, is there's a very bare minimum. Like, even if you're, oh, my God, hold on. I felt COVID. that was brewing. Sorry. COVID. COVID. Uh, even if you're like, I don't want to get vaccinated, like, you know, you're kind of dumb, but I'll wear a mask, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same with Mary. Like, you gotta, you you can fuck yourself over. That's fine. But you gotta do the bare minimum to not kill other people. And her bare minimum was just I don't I don't even want to say career change. It was literally just Mary, wash your hands after you poop. And then this isn't a problem. Yeah. Like whenever she, obviously she's interacting with people every single day and they're not getting sick because she's not preparing their food. It only happens when she's preparing the food. Exactly. I just, and this is where like, do you think that she was doing it maliciously? I think she was doing it in a very obstinate way. I don't know if it was... I don't know if she set out to give people typhoid, but I can guarantee that she set out not believing she was the villain. I think, I think that's a fair stance to take. I don't think she was doing it maliciously, even though that's a fun like line to toe that she's like the angel of death when it comes yeah. to shitting on her hands, but she's just um, giving like cupping her hands, just taking a <laughs> squat. Yeah. But I think that, and I would say this even in today's context, you are a real life monster. If you have been shown and been like given proof that what you're doing is causing sickness and death and you still refuse to do anything preventative about it, you still refuse to wash your hands, you still refuse to stop serving people with your unwashed shit hands, you're still refusing to wear a mask, whatever it may be. It's these things. And this is why I think that she's a true life, a real life monster. Wash your hands is just as easy as wear a mask. Agreed. Yeah. Sometimes it is inconvenient. Sometimes you have to take all your rings off and then put them on the sink counter and get the soap and then scrub them together and sing happy birthday. And then you have to dry them off and put the rings back on. And then sometimes you forget the rings and you have to go back to the bathroom and hope that they're still there. It is not the most convenient thing in the world to do. Just like sometimes you have a big old wig and a big old costume on and you're sitting in the front seat and you have to put your seatbelt on. And that means taking the wig off and taking the costume off and putting it in the passenger seat so that you can get the seatbelt on. But it's something that we do. Yeah. For the safety of not just ourselves, but of others. It's getting an Uber instead of driving home drunk. Exactly. And this is like the same thing. And the fact that she goes against it and then gets people sick again. It's like if she didn't believe it before, now is your now is your fucking literal Hail Mary to believe it again. And she just continues on to a hospital for women next. And that is a bitch, Mary. Yeah. And that's kind of the part where the, the, is she just stupid or is this malicious becomes a little blurred for me because like how many times, how many times she saw that no one got infected when she wasn't 
cooking yeah. and then started cooking and then people got infected. She ran, started cooking. Ran, you know what I mean? Like, right. come on. And mother smoked their spire and she was playing fast and loose. And she was like, I'll play fast and loose in a women's hospital. Like she, man, at least go work for like the patriarchy, get him from the inside. She could have been America's greatest hero. And she woke up and chose chaos. Yeah. It's not great. So the doctor hired um, Sofer. Sofer immediately was like, it's my good old friend, shit hands Mary. Mary was fleeing from the police. Eventually, she was arrested in Long Island. Guess why? Because she was seen taking food to a friend's house. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say she was seen taking a shit <laughs> to her own hand. <laughs> I mean, essentially, yeah. seeing, seeing uh, notoriously written about typhoid Mary carrying a pie over to a friend's house is just as powerful of an image as her shitting into her own hands. Yeah, because yeah. that's ex- essentially what you're eating. Okay, so here we are. March 27th, 1915. She was arrested and returned to quarantine on North Brother Island. She was there for more than 23 years. That was it. You know, they were like, one time, you're, you know, whatever. Second time, bitch, you're done. Yeah. <clears throat> she was given a this time. You have to. She clearly doesn't fucking care. Um, she was given a private one-story cottage. And in 1918, she was allowed to take day trips to the mainland of New York, which honestly, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe don't. Maybe don't. On the island, she was Hold given on, the job. I'm going to pee my pants. Just keep talking. I'll be right back. Fine. <laughs> on the island, she was given the job of a technician where she washed bottles, did recordings, and prepared glasses for a pathologist. Also, the only time she washed was bottles, not her hands. She spent the rest of her life there and was fairly active until she suffered a stroke in 1932. She never fully recovered and was hospitalized half partial or partially paralyzed till her death in November um November 11th 1938 at the age of 69 research okay. led to an estimate that Mary had contaminated at least 122 people including five deaths other sources attributed at least three deaths to contact with Mary but because of health officials' inability to persuade her to cooperate in her constant changing of names, the exact number is unknown. High estimates say she may have caused at least 50 deaths. I can see a higher number just because I don't I don't see them tracking the deaths of anyone who wasn't affluent, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Also, how do we want to, uh, not just deaths, but contamination... If Mary's the reason why your house got sick and then your house got another house sick, Mary's still, I would say, you yeah, know, patient the zero. Chain reaction. Yeah. I would be furious if I was one of those families. Like, you're getting me sick because you're not washing your fucking hands. You're so desperate to cook food, but you won't do the literal bare minimum. It's rough. You can argue... Um, blissful ignorance in the beginning but after the arrest um it's that's just choice dude mary hate to say it what probably republican oh a thousand percent today would have been born today she would have been like yeah she would have been an anti-vaxxer body autonomy bullshit bitch you don't know what that fucking word means. Uh, Non-vaxxers now are just like the modern day typhoid Marys. Literally, they are. They're like, I don't care what science says. This is a conspiracy. And they're like, you have been linked to three deaths. And she's like, says who? And they're like, the science. She's like, I don't believe it. Yeah. And they're like, wash your hands. And she's like, no. Yeah, she's like, I'm being oppressed. She's like, just <laughs> whipping her hands around and just like little poo spores. She's like a fucking mushroom, man. You know, when you step on a mushroom and all the spores come out, but that's yep. her with her poo spores. Literally. And the poo spores are on her hands. <laughs> I'm, my body, my choice. They're like, please just wash yeah. your fucking hands. She's like, no. Yeah. You're, you're oppressing me. Just in the same way, anti-maskers are like, I can't breathe without the, with a mask on. And they make all the like, <gasps> 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 
like oh when a mask God. is on? That's her when she would put her hands under underwater with soap. She'd be like, Wiper! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Screaming and just yeah. horrific death rattles. Yep, that was her. You, you know in Lord of the Rings when they put the leash on Gollum and he's like, ah! yeah. <laughs> throwing his body. <laughs> that was her. They were doing yeah. like a, how you show a how you show a toddler how to wash their own hands, where you like prop them up on your feet and you hold their arms and you rub the hands together for yeah. them with the soap. That's her. And <laughs> she's screaming like Gollum. Yeah! Yeah. My rights, my body, my choice. <laughs> That was a good golem. That I can never attempt it again because I don't think I could do it. That was so good. (laughs) Oh man, Typhoid Mary was a fucking anti-vax Republican for sure. So she pretty much lived a nice long life, though. Yeah, yeah. She died at sixty-nine, and she died because of a (laughs) got him with her last one. She got him. (laughs) She died from sixty-nine. Died in sixty-nine. She uh, had a stroke and got um, pneumonia while in the hospital, um, half paralyzed from her stroke. Bet she believed in the pneumonia real quick, but couldn't believe in typhoid. <laughs> funny how that works. Weird. Yeah, funny <laughs> how that works. Huh. Ah, um, so from a... this And this is to be kind to her, I guess. From a 2013 article, um, which is like the analysis of gastro... And to, it's with the fancy science of your guts and butts. That's the technical term, guts and butts. Mm-hmm. They said, quote, The history of Mary Mallon, declared unclean like a leper, may give us some moral lessons on how to protect the ill and how we can be protected from illness. By the time she died, New York health officials had identified more than 400 other healthy carriers of salmonella, a.k.a. asymptomatic carriers, but no one else was forcibly confined or victimized as an, quote, unwanted ill. Or were those other people cooks? And were those other people getting dozens of people sick? I doubt it. I bet that they were getting it. Well, here's the thing. I bet that they were getting a shit ton of people sick, but like you were saying, I bet they weren't getting the rich sick, and also yeah. I bet they weren't making the fucking food for everybody, so. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Peace and love. Mary, sorry. Well, Sorry, I'm not sorry. Well, and the Irish were, like, fucking hated for a while, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. So, it could have been, like, a racial thing. Well, I guess... That's not a race, maybe like an ethnic thing. Uh, well, yeah, at the time, and this is this is um, actually on the not this most recent, but the week before the first episode of Leftovers with Hassan um, and Ethan, uh, which is a great podcast on YouTube. Go listen and watch it. Hassan talks about like quote unquote whiteness and how white isn't a race because white at certain points, even in American history, has meant different things. Mm-hmm. White has meant um, exclusionary of Irish. White has meant exclusionary of Italians. White has meant exclusionary of the Jewish people. And now white means everyone who's just not dark. Yeah. Um, just in the same way that Barack Obama, while mixed half white, half black, is considered black. Yeah, And it all stems back to the quote-unquote one drop racist theory of white supremacy, which is like, if there's one drop of not white in your bloodstream, then you are no longer white. It all comes down to just racism. Um, But it definitely, in this case, her being an Irish immigrant was not playing in her favor. Um, Typhoid was connected with um, poverty. um, Mm -hmm. And, that just goes into speaking about like infrastructure and lack of education on, you know, germ theory. Yeah. Um, and so like all those things were working against her, but it's just kind of like, it's all circumstantial. Like not only was her being an Irish immigrant part of it, but it was also her working for wealthy families. It was also her making food. Like it was just, 
I, it's tough because I it get is. This, this slippery slope that they're yeah. like, why, if this was such a problem, why? Well, here's, here's the thing. It's like, yes, she was investigated and found because she was barking up the rich people tree. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's why she was caught. A private investigator hired by a rich family whose daughter fucking, you know, died or whatever. Like, I get that. That's the only reason why she was got. That's how she was found. That's how she was charged and isolated. The problem should have been that when they found out she was an asymptomatic carrier, that the state of New York should have investigated other asymptomatic carriers. Should have been like, where else are we seeing typhoid pop up? Yeah. In, in mass, let's go investigate that. Let's start talking to people. Let's start doing testing and not just punish her, but, and I don't mean punish, but like find everyone. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also get how that's a slippery slope, but at what point in the same way that the New York Supreme Court said, Mary, we're throwing out your case because you're a public health crisis. At what point do you have to say, you know? It's a public health crisis. We have to investigate. And the solution is so easy. Wash your fucking hands. Yeah, that's that's the thing, I think, um, is just. It's just the fact of how fast and loose she was playing. I mean, Mary, she essentially had a loaded gun and she was just shooting it off in the street. And then when they came for her, she's like, well, I wasn't aiming at anybody. It's not my fault. Anyone got hit. It doesn't yeah. matter, girl. You were still fucking firing and you yeah. did little to nothing to stop it. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy when you think about it, but yeah, and if somebody had COVID and they coughed on me, I fucking want them sent to an Island too. Okay. Yeah. Bye. I'm not going to yeah. fault you for being sick. If you genuinely didn't know. Yeah. But if no, you crazy. know, yeah. If somebody knew that they straight up had COVID and then came out the gate just trying to get people sick with COVID or not doing anything to prevent people from getting COVID. I don't care at that point. Like yeah. you it's it essentially, it's just, we don't have crimes for it yet. It's like the same with cyber crimes. We don't really have laws to catch up with these types of things. Yeah. But well, we know they're like, morally reprehensible. If you were just doing something and it was hurting you, whatever, but yeah. it's the fact that it, that something you do can hurt other people that the masses have to step in. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's it at the end of the day. 100%. Yeah. And it's like, you want to believe people do the right thing, but sometimes people don't do the right thing. Clearly. And that's why we're seeing like such a cultural shift right now with vaccinations. Now yeah. you can't even be a government employee unless you're vaccinated. Yeah. Well, like the crazy thing is that like, even in, in Mary's case, looking at it, sometimes doing the right thing is hard and it's not easy for you but if it literally means like saving hundreds of other people yeah like some all we have is this little these little specks of humanity on this stupid fucking rock we're floating through space on that we all share mm-hmm. that's the only thing guaranteed right nothing else is guaranteed to you you could believe that there is something else but the only thing i can 100 percent say that we've got is this right now yeah and if you can't even do like it's just doing what's right even when it's hard like it's thinking of others not just yourself yeah i know that's a big ass sometimes well it's even like doing things for others at a detriment to yourself yeah and her not working as a cook, yeah, that sucks. Like, I'm sure it was very hard, but. Yeah. You're sometimes. you're killing people for profit at this yeah. point. That's what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. So there you go. Real life monster, question mark, potentially. I, I like your spin on it because I did do a brief YouTube video, kind of listening to it in the back while I worked. And it painted her as, like, a huge victim. And that was the first time I'd ever heard of Mary, like, completely painted as a victim. But I'm glad you brought me back down to earth. Uh, Not a victim, just a monster. Yep. You are so welcome for that. Well, everyone else, tell us how you feel. Is Mary a real-life monster? Or is she... um, a misunderstood anti-vaxxer. We'll never know. Never <laughs> well, know. Well, and history will show, I guess. Uh, 
that's the other thing. History is doomed to repeat itself if you don't pay attention. Um, another great, another great. The parallels between typhoid Mary and what's happening with COVID are just um, un—they're not great. You Uncanny, know, it's really. just too much, too much. Um, but yeah, next week we'll talk about something um, a little less real, but still as terrible. Still spoopy. Uh, if anyone wants to hear anything in particular, let us know. Try to keep it spoopy. We do have some requests that are going to be on the back burner because they're not. They don't fall into the theme of this month, but we'll get them written up so that we can cover them as soon as October is over. Hell yeah. Um, Now, as always, I want to say hail Satan. Mm, Hail vaccines. Also hail vaccines. Hail washing your hands. Ah, ah, hail the bare (laughs) minimum. (laughs) Always. Jeez.